Grace to you in peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. Today I'm continuing my Advent series, uh, preparing for Advent, and we're talking about the purpose of Advent, and today I want to talk about reconciliation. What is this reconciliation? Have you ever had a good friend that you kind of got crossways with? Maybe you had a fight with them. I have to tell you, I only had one physical fight in my whole life. It was when I was in fifth grade. I had a friend, and I don't even remember what we were arguing about, but after school, uh, we were out in the schoolyard, and I remember it was really snowy, and um, we went at it. And I hit him, and he fell into the snow, And that was the end of the fight. And we didn't talk for a long time. I tried to apologize to him. Never really worked. Shortly thereafter, my family moved away. I never knew that he was even a Lutheran. But many years later, when I was getting ready for college, I found out he was going to the same college I was. And we finally talked and we mended those fences. That's reconciliation. All those years we were at enmity with one another. Reconciliation is when you're made right with a certain person that you've been at odds with. And there's a certain peace. And you join together again. When Adam and Eve broke the commandment of God not to eat of the fruit. The relationship with God was broken. And they were at enmity with God. And they hid from God. And from that time on, all mankind needed reconciliation. We need reconciliation with God. And God started that at the birth of Jesus. The angels at Jesus' birth, said, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace, peace, reconciliation to those on whom his favor rests. God wants to make peace with mankind. God wants to reconcile with us. But if we want peace, and I think it's something we desperately need in our world today, there will be no peace in this world until there is peace in the nation. And there's not going to ever be peace in the nations until there is peace in the communities. And there will never be peace in the communities until there's peace in families. And there's never going to be peace in families until there's peace in individuals. And there's never going to be peace in individuals until those individuals invite the Prince of Peace to reign in their hearts. Jesus is that Prince of Peace. God made that promise way before his birth in the book of Isaiah. 
For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. What? Prince of Peace. You see, if we want peace in our world today, and you look at the news and you see there's not a lot of peace around our world or in our nation, it has to start with individuals. And that means it has to start with us. We see in the gospel lesson for today, before Jesus started his ministry, John the baptizer came to prepare people for reconciliation. It says, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, repent. That's the first step towards re- reconciliation. For the kingdom of heaven has come near. God wants that reconciliation. And it starts with repentance. In the scriptures, I see three kinds of peace. And I'd like to share those with you this morning. The first peace I see is what I call spiritual peace. Peace with God. Reconciliation with God. You see, what mankind lost in that Garden of Eden through Adam and Eve Because it was not only enmity between them and God, it was enmity between them and one another. Because if you're trying to live without God, then you're at war with God. And you need a peace treaty. You need a peace treaty, you need a reconciliation with God. John the baptizer said, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I. You see, he was preparing by repentance, but he he was looking forward to something bigger and better. And what is that? This person whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He's talking about Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Savior of the world. And he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Paul implored the Corinthian Christians on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Well, how do we make peace with God? How are we reconciled to God? You don't do it by promising to be good. You don't do it by trying to be perfect because you're never going to be perfect. You don't do it by never sinning. You will. Romans 5 tells us the answer. Since we have been justified through faith, it is through faith in Christ that we have peace with God. And that comes from our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is the Greek word for the Hebrew word Messiah, our English word Savior. You make peace according to the Scriptures by faith, Faith in God's grace. Ephesians 2, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves. We can't do it on our own. We can't be reconciled with God. It's purely a gift that God gives us. But we accept that in faith. The second type of peace is what I call emotional peace. The peace of God. You see, when we are reconciled with God, when we go to Him in repentance and we hear that forgiveness, 
then something happens. A peace of God which transcends all understanding. When we know that we are truly forgiven, we have this peace that comes over us. It's beyond human explanation. But you feel it and you know it. There's an inner peace. There's a tranquility, not an anxiety, but a tranquility based on the peace with God because our sins are forgiven. And he says that peace of God that transcends all of our understanding, that's going to guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. It changes who we are. It changes how we live in this world. It changes how we react to the people around us. And that leads us to the final peace. Having peace with one another. Relational peace. You see, God forgives us through faith as we come to Him in repentance. That gives us emotional peace so that we can go out into the world and make peace with everyone else. Each of us should please our neighbors, we read this morning, for their good, to build them up. I have to tell you, I have a real concern with so many television shows these days that seem to tear people down. And you see them make a negative comment, sometimes to a mother and a father. And then, you know what happens? There's a laugh track. As if it's to say, that's okay. You can cut somebody down. You can make fun of them. It's not according to God's will. It's not funny. It's not God-pleasing. He says, accept one another just then as Christ accepted you. Uh, Jesus doesn't say to us, I want to accept you when you change. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And we do that to bring peace to God. Now, I'm not saying we accept everybody's sin. That's not what I'm saying at all. But we do have to be reconciled to all people. And 2 Corinthians says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And then look at this. He gave us a ministry of reconciliation. So do you see the progression here? We have reconciliation with God. We have that inner peace that he gives us. Now he sends us out into the world to be reconciled to the world, to bring other people in to know Christ Jesus, to be reconciled themselves to God. It goes on to say that, that God was reconciling to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against him. I, I remember seeing a movie one time where they pulled out a card catalog. Now, I'm going to have to explain that to some of the younger people. When we used to go to the library, all the books were listed on little cards, and there was little drawers that you had to pull out. They were little, like, three-by-five index cards. And this movie said that, that when you get to heaven, this was about heaven, there's all these cards with all your sins on it. That's not scriptural at all. God doesn't count our sins against us, not because of what we've done, not because we promise to be good, not because we try to, to follow the commandments, but because of the work of Christ Jesus. 
not counting the people's sins against them. And then look at the rest of this passage. And God has committed to us that message of reconciliation. You and I are Christ's ambassadors to share with the world that God wants all people to be at peace with him, to be reconciled with him through the work of Christ Jesus. As though God were making his appeal through us. In other words, God has given us both a ministry and a message. And it's reconciliation, helping everyone find peace with God and peace with one another. After all, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. They'll be called children of God. The greatest need in our world and in our nation is reconciliation. And it's the message of Christmas. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards all men. St. Paul said it this way to the Roman Christians. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So may our ministry and our work in this place be one of reconciliation. First to God. And then when we feel that peace, we go out into the world to be reconciled to all people, sharing that good news that Christ Jesus died for all people. And that overflows with the hope that we have, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen.